Welcome to episode seven of the Untethered podcast. Today with us, we have Dr. Jennifer Tipograph, DDS, and I can tell you firsthand because I get the pleasure of working with her that she is a very caring and passionate holistic dentist. She treats patients at Natural Dentist Associates in Rockville, Maryland, and happens to be a native Washingtonian. She received her Bachelor of Science degree from Virginia Polytechnic Institute and State University. And after completing her degree at Virginia Tech, Dr. T, as I call her, returned to the area to work as a dental assistant at Natural Dentist Associates for Dr. Kim. Kimberly Bear. Following her apprenticeship as a holistic dental assistant, she attended Howard University College of Dentistry, where she graduated third in her class and earned her Doctor of Dental Surgery degree. Dr. Tippett-Graff continued her training to become an accredited member of the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. She applies her passion for biological dentistry to ensure the highest standard of treatment for each of her patients. Dr. Tippett-Graff provides individualized patient-centered care that focuses on maintaining the patient's overall well-being. She enjoys working with people of all ages, including babies and children. She keeps her practice and skills up to date through regular dental conferences, continuing ed courses, and seminars. Dr. Tippograph volunteers at the Hebrew Home to help patients undergoing rehabilitation and at local Mission of Mercy projects to address the oral health needs of the underserved. She also goes abroad once a year with Kids International Dental Services, KIDS, to places like Cambodia and the Philippines to provide dental care to impoverished children. Quick disclaimer, all information, content, and material of this podcast are the opinions of the speakers and is for the informational purpose only and not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified healthcare provider. Welcome to the Untethered Podcast. I am your host, Hallie Balkin. I'm a certified orofacial myologist, feeding specialist, and mentor. This podcast is all about getting your questions answered and collaborating with colleagues to bring you the most up-to-date information in the orofacial myofunctional therapy, tethered oral tissue, and airway space. I challenge you to keep an open mind and join my mission to get this information out to the masses. Let's get started. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. I'm excited to have you here, especially since we work so closely together on shared cases. Yes, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Um, so first, you know, tell us a little bit about you and how you got into what you're doing. You know, you're, you really specialize in the holistic dentistry. So tell me how you came to holistic dentistry versus traditional dentistry. Sure. We practice holistic dentistry. So uh, taking into account that the mouth is connected to the rest of the body and how certain materials or products can have an effect, whether it's on the tissue or the overall system, you know, just taking into account that things can really have an impact. The way I got into this was I was actually Dr. Kimberly Bear's dental assistant before I went to dental school. It was a different name at the time, but she um, was really starting to get into the holistic biological world of dentistry, and that was back in 2007. I was a full-time dental assistant there from 2007 to 2009, and she was an amazing mentor and really helped me get my feet wet with dentistry, get comfortable seeing patients and talking to them and, you know, just even getting the suction in there. And I then went to dental school at Howard University in D.C., and um, I was there for four years graduated in 2013 and came back to work at, which is now Natural Dentist Associates, 
alongside Dr. Kimberly Bear and last year bought in to the practice and now we're partners and it's awesome. It's a full circle and it's just been a great journey and you know the one thing that really attracted me to the practice in the beginning was the fact that she was always on the forefront of dentistry and we've really maintained that we keep up with our continuing ed we make sure that we are keeping in mind that things change whether it's materials or it's information about say genetics which is now like a big thing with the whole epigenetics and gene expression So that was my introduction in terms of how I got into the holistic dentistry world, also known as biological dentistry. After dental school, another way that I was able to perfect my skills in terms of the holistic aspect was through this organization called the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology. It's the IAOMT, and they're just this amazing group. Um, They do a lot of research. They do a lot of education. I became accredited with them. um, And they've just, they're really good in terms of setting out protocols for us to follow and just making sure, you know, people are staying in line with what they're doing in their own personal, you know, offices. So, yeah. Awesome. So, well, first of all, I was going to say, I know you guys keep up on your continuing yes. ed because we've sat in quite a few courses together. Yes, we have. <laughs> on many, many Thursday, Fridays, or even weekends sometimes. Yes, so yes. We are all continuing ed junkies. <laughs> I know. I think I, I shared it recently in another one of our episodes that I had to submit my, like, Maryland oh, license. Yeah. And it made me sit down and actually count the hours. And I oh was, gosh. like, 144 hours just in the past, like, year and a half, yep. two years. And I was like... Wow, that's yeah. <laughs> if I had known, maybe I wouldn't know. No, it's, you know, but I am a junkie. Yeah, it's, it's great. I was yeah. the best, and I think the best professionals are the people who are continuous learners who mm-hmm. have open minds. Like you said, you're yep. keeping up with the latest materials and you know the changes in dentistry yep. and um, appliances and everything. I mean, yeah. everything's. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's great. It's it's funny about the continuing ed. It's like I'll tell my husband that we're going to another one. He's like, you and Hallie love these classes. I'm like, well, it's like once you, like we've always said, drink the Kool-Aid. Right, it's yeah. It's hard to... Yeah. you know, go back. There's just so, so much more to learn. Yes. And, and then it's also nice to be around people who are in this space, who understand it and teach from a certain perspective too, Absolutely. I think. So it's kind of like feeding the soul a yeah. little bit. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Cause not everybody right. gets it. And then you, by going to these courses, you get to meet people mm-hmm. like ourselves and you create this awesome team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, you know, we are in this study club together now and and the last one we had, it was just like looking around and seeing all the different people there. I mean, we had two osteopaths, three myofunctional therapists, a PT, an oral surgeon, myself. And it's just, we're dissecting these cases yeah. from, you know, all different perspectives. And everyone's there to learn and leaving their egos at the door. And it's just, it's it's a really beautiful thing. I mm-hmm. was very, like, touched by it. The mm-hmm. energy in the room was amazing. and Yeah, I was so, I mean, it's so I was so grateful to have the opportunity to have us all around the same table to look at some of these cases yeah. and to just hear from someone else's perspective what yeah. they're seeing. Because, you know, I even say before I had my myo eyes as mm-hmm. just a speech therapist and feeding specialist, things look different. And yes. now with my myo eyes on, I have this whole new perspective. It's like yes. a new set pair of glasses or yeah. something. 
So yeah, to hear through other people's perspectives and to see what part of the body they're looking at and their medical background or their recent continuing ed they've learned. I mean, right. it's just you don't get that by yourself. And really that team approach is so important. Yes. So we can bring our patients the best care. Sure. Um, so I think that's super cool. And that's um, one thing that's really nice about, I feel like the people we work with, it's, we keep the patient, you know, at the center of everything. Mm-hmm. And it's really patient centered care. It's not yeah. like, Oh, this appliance for everyone or mm-hmm. this, you know, material for everyone or these exercises for everyone. I mean, it's really, we try to give, the patient what they need and they deserve mm-hmm. so and I want to yeah. talk more about the appliances but first will you explain what is holistic dentistry <laughs> like how does that differ from like traditional sure. dentistry yeah. or I don't know the right term yeah no I mean that's a great question thank you Hallie yeah so I mean you know in the office we we pretty much do everything that you would find in a you know quote-unquote traditional you know general dental office mm-hmm. um, you know we do the fillings and the crowns and the cleanings and all that fun stuff implants but what we do is um, we take into consideration the different say materials for a crown or a filling so for a crown we use zirconia crowns which tend to be you know bio-friendly so the mm-hmm. tissues tend to like it we use a ceramic-based filling material. Um, you know, we we use something called ozone in the office. It's an extra element of oxygen to really help promote healing and disinfect. So, for example, after taking out a tooth, we'll use some ozone gas in the area or even before I, like, I put a filling in. Um, and what's nice is it's, it's really just an extra element of oxygen. Mm-hmm. So if you picture, like, two little soap bubbles as your traditional like oxygen but you know you know molecule whatever you want to call it and then you add a third one in it's an atmosphere that no bacteria or anything can really live in Mm. so it's just a nice thing to use you know for example if you have like a deep cavity on a kid and you know you're really trying to promote healing in that tooth well do the ozone and then I'll fill it and it's safe to use on pregnant women it's mm-hmm. safe to use on kids mm-hmm. adults it's it's re- it can really make a huge difference and that's just something a little extra that we do it's not you know anything like super crazy mm-hmm. or you know but it's just this it's you know and just some we call it special air really <laughs> it's like yeah. you know it's yeah. really great um the other thing that we do being that we're um, holistic dentists is we do a uh, safe amalgam removal. So the, um, you know, also known as like silver fillings, amalgam mm. fillings, mercury fillings, they contain over 50% mercury. So when you drill through them, there's um, mercury vapor that is released. Wow. So we just, you know, we take extra precautions to protect the patient, to protect ourselves because yeah. we're doing it every day. I was going to say, how are you protecting <laughs> yeah. it? You guys are how yes. are you protecting yourself yeah. from that? Yeah, so we um, use what's called a dental dam or nitrile dam. We don't okay. use any latex products in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll isolate the tooth from the rest of the oral cavity. Mm-hmm. We'll have the patient breathing some oxygen during it. We'll drape their clothes. We'll use an air filter. And then we use um, a special charcoal gas mask just mm-hmm. so that we're not inhaling it. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So, yeah, just taking these, like, extra little precautions so that, you know, because, you know, we, we end up seeing, you know, a fair amount of people that do have some other things going on, whether it's like limes or, you know, they're dealing with some other immune conditions and mm-hmm. just protecting them so that, 
you know, you don't want the dentistry to be the tipping point of, right. you know. I can appreciate that. I always yeah. say I'm, I'm, like, half crunchy when I want to be. Yeah. I'm, like, you know, we eat organic food. We put yeah. hardwood floors in our house. Yeah. We only have carpet in, like, two areas. And it's new. Like, you know, there's every little thing that I can do to, like, try and sure. keep us, you know, thriving. Yeah. Of course. You know? Yeah. But that makes that, that's pretty, that's cool. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a lot of other things we have to tackle in yes. the, the real world. Yes. So. Exactly. On a daily basis. Right? Exactly. So, like, whatever we can do. I just feel like anything we put in in the body though mm-hmm. that stays in the body right. should be holistic on yeah. some level because it just there's so many immune disorders and yeah. deficiencies and sensitivities and just so many things going on these days mm-hmm. that it's like who knows what the source is and who like you said what's the tipping point right what is the next thing you're going to put in your body and is that what's going to kind of throw you over the edge just based on everything else going on sure. already so um, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. If I've actually like actually sat down and discussed like what holistic dentistry <laughs> actually is. I'm just like, I go to a holistic dentist yes. and they do safe things. Yes. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I trust them. Yes. You know? that's all Thank I'm you. <laughs> awesome. So let's talk more about. Um, you had mentioned appliances, yes. and I know that two of the big ones that people t- typically have questions about are the ALF and the sure. DNA. Sure. Um, I don't know if you guys do other ones, but I, those are probably two of the big ones. Yes. Okay. Yes. So. Um, like we talked about in the beginning of the podcast about like patient centered care Mm -hmm. and you know, don't get me wrong. I know there's some offices that really will push, you know, one appliance versus the others. And and I, and I love those offices and I learn from those offices because they know, you know, they know those things very well because that's, you know, a lot of what they're doing. Um, but you know, we do try to keep in mind that one appliance may not work for everyone, Mm -hmm. you know? So with that being said, we do offer, you know, a few different types of appliances, um, you know, and also not to mention, you know, not everybody can afford everything. Not everyone right. can, you know, they may, their dental insurance may not cover it or their medical insurance may not cover it. And we try to keep that in mind with, you know, the care as well that, you know, some people, for example, just need a little bit of protection because they're really badly clenching and grinding and also mm-hmm. known as bruxism. Mm-hmm. But they say they can't afford to expand, so they'll buy a little bit of time with, you know, traditional um, lower night guard. And that's a lot of what we do. If, if they can't, you know, do the expansion, we'll do uh, lower night guard, mm-hmm. which is now where the research has gone because the um, back, in the back in the day it used to be like all upper night guards, mm-hmm. everyone in an upper night guard. But what the research has gone, you know, to show is that we have these suture lines where the bones meet and at night they like to breathe and expand. And with some people, if you put them in an upper night guard, they'll come back saying, I'm clenching, grinding worse, or it hurts, or, you know, and there's some people that are fine. They'll, you know, they'll wear an upper their whole life and they'll be fine. But some people, you know, the lower is the way to go. But in terms of expansion, um... We do, you know, mainly two appliances. One is the ALF appliance and one is the DNA appliance. The ALF appliance, um, ALF or ALF, however you want to refer to it. I always say it. ALF and I feel yeah. like everyone else calls it ALF. So I was like, let me just say ALF yeah. so people know what I'm talking well, when about. When we were growing up, ALF was like the, you know, <laughs> right, the right, right. Yeah. That's so funny. Um, now I'm going to see him every time someone yes. says ALF. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and basically the ALF appliance, it's a... Um, Pretty much, it's it's a fixed appliance, meaning the patient does not take it out. It basically gets cemented in by your dentist, and it helps to support the natural growth of the arch. It's a very thin wire that nobody sees. It sits behind the teeth, and it allows the tongue to be into a, you know go into a proper position. 
it really helps to support a lot of the things that Hallie does with the myofunctional therapy, um, you know, and taking into account that you do have a team member on board with you doing this. But, you know, one thing to also assess, you know, while you're looking at appliances is tongue tie, which, you know, Hallie mm-hmm. talked about in the previous podcast, mm-hmm. um, you know, and, and, you know, making sure that, you know, someone's looked at their airway in terms of tonsils and, you know, their palate and all these things. But basically the alpha appliance helps to support the natural growth and it stays in. It's basically a 24-7 appliance. It does come out when you come to us mm-hmm. because we like to clean it off. We have to expand the wires a little. Um, it can be about a year long for treatment, sometimes less, sometimes more, depending on what you're trying to accomplish. And that's, you know, really good for children, especially kids that want to, like, take things out of their mouth. But we do do some DNA appliances for kids that say like their mom is like Hallie where she, <laughs> you know, can be on the kid and tell them what to do. You're or not worried about like compliance. Yes, yeah. exactly. Or like they play sports. Like exactly. Okay. Yeah. They're playing sports and maybe they don't, you know, want it in while they're playing or mm-hmm. whatever. So, um, the other one we do offer, it's called the DNA appliance. That one is technically removable you wear it for about 12 to 14 hours a day. Um, you ex- you have like this little key apparatus that you activate the appliance yourself. It's not like back in the day where you're trying to do it in the <laughs> mirror, you know. Oh, it yeah. comes out and you can activate it. And, yeah. <laughs> and we like, we, we, we try to see the patients. We like to see the patient every six to eight weeks, whether whichever appliance you're in, um, just to monitor, you know, the growth. And we take pictures and... We, you know, in terms of pictures, they're against this grid. They're also intraorally, you know. Both of the appliances help to address airway concerns because when the upper arch or the lower arch or both um, aren't, you know, fully developed, and we can talk about reasons why, you know, part of it's the Western diet, part of it's not being breastfed, part of it can be tongue tie, lip tie, you know, there's all these different factors. Genetics, you know, obviously play a role. But if there's, um, you know, a lack of space, for example, with the tongue, you go to sleep at night, the tongue falls into the back of the throat, you start to clench and grind the lower jaw forward to open up the airway because the tongue's in the back of the throat. So, you know, a lot of our patients will say, I sleep eight to nine hours a night, but I'm still waking up exhausted and, Mm. or, you know, or... I wake up in the middle of the night to pee or all these things. And, you know, unfortunately, as we get a little bit older and our hormones start to, you know, change a little and our tissues start to change because of that, you know, we have to start looking at treating the what's, you know, we call the root cause versus just putting a Band-Aid on it. Mm-hmm. So, but in terms of the appliances, they do require, you know, a certain level of training. So... When you go to see someone for one of these appliances, you want to make sure that they've had proper training, not just like a little one-day course or something <laughs> like that, because you really want to make sure that the person you know knows what they're doing. Yeah. Well, that makes yeah. sense. Well, and so on that regard, so I know, so basically what I'm hearing is, is really it's case dependent. And so mm-hmm. you might have, in general, you like to do an ALF on a child and maybe you're doing more DNAs on adults, but... Yeah there's case by case where that might change. Of course. Um, so what about like early expansion? So, and, and people who have listened to this podcast thus far will know that I'm in a DNA and my daughter was just fitted for, we did the impressions and all her photos yep. and she's going into the ALF and she'll be yes. born in August. And so she's a little one. Yeah. Um, 
when or why, like what are the reasons for early expansion? And do you feel like it's the research is supporting starting earlier? You know, I know that's been yes. a big question that I've seen from others. Yes. So it used to be that like, oh, age seven, that's when you do your ortho consult. Mm-hmm. However, from all the research that I've been seeing, and we can actually include, um, there's an article that we can include in the show notes about, awesome. um, you know, treating children when you see the problem. Because when you see crowding in, you know, a three-year-old, for example, or even a little bit younger, um, you know, you you don't want to wait until they're done growing and then you're trying to, like, redevelop them. It's, you know, when they're growing so fast, that's when you, you want to get in and you want to start addressing these problems. Because if you're seeing crowding that early on, something's going on in terms of growth so like for example with my own daughter who's 18 months I noticed that she was getting like a little bit of crowding with the lower and I was like you know we could try to do an appliance but you know 18 months is a little young for that um so what I started to do is you know just do some exercises you know we saw an osteopath we talked to Hallie I made sure I was feeding her the right things you know I remember you telling me like a raw carrot you know all these little things just to get you know, the bones, you know, yeah, yeah, the development, Mm -hmm. the bone stimulated, you know, to help her, you know, she also had her upper lip tie release when she was two weeks old to get proper lip seal. So just doing all these things to help encourage growth, um, you know, because the human body is an amazing thing and it it really does know what to do if you Mm -hmm. give it the right tools. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you do have interferences like a lip tie or tongue tie or super enlarged tonsils you may need to do some extra things mm-hmm. to help address that obviously right like it's one piece of the puzzle it's not exactly. your only in your only answer or solution just like we say with tongue tie releases that's not a sole standalone procedure usually there usually needs to be some support of sure. other things happening around it whether it's pre and post op therapy or like you said dealing with airway yeah. and um and talking about airway i guess yes. you know let's go there because sure. um well i guess i have two questions so one sure. kind of backtracking a little bit what would you say is like the earliest you would put an ALF in a child? Like you said, like, you know, your daughter is too young, yeah. but Lily's almost four. So four like, yeah. what's that happy? So by the way, Lily was amazing I in know. the dog chair. I mean, she's just incredible. So if like every kid was like Lily, <laughs> you like you, could, you could do them on every yeah. four-year-old that you see. But to be honest with you, you know, a lot of how young you can treat is, you know, really dependent on the compliance in the chair, okay. you know, because you do have some kids that are obviously like scared, mm-hmm. you know, but she and, was last time she did yeah, it, which yeah. is funny. Like the first time she came in, she was all good, like rearing to go, like, let's get my teeth clean, like yeah. mama. And then her second visit, she was like scooting her butt out of the chair and you were like giving her your glasses to hold yeah. like, here, Lily, let's distract yeah. you so we can just kind of take yeah. a look at your teeth. <laughs> yeah. But I think you also did a very good job preparing her at home. Yes. So, you know, showing kids videos, whether you're coming to the dental office, you know, for cleaning or filling or, you know, you know, try not to be like, oh, you're going to have to see the dentist and right, making right. it this like negative making experience. Making it like a fun thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, showing them videos or, you know. I can't tell you how much she loves toothbrushes and brushing her teeth. Yeah, like, exactly. She is like, she's like, can I open a new toothbrush today, mama? I'm exactly. like, we just opened these other ones. Like, can <laughs> yes. we give it like a month? Yeah. Or wait till you get like your next cold yeah. or something? Because I feel like back in the day, it was always like, if you don't behave, yeah. you're going to have to go see the dentist. Yeah, right? You know? It was like a it's negative like, thing. Yeah. Dude, your teeth are rotten full out of your yeah, head. Exactly. Everything was like negatively yeah. associated with the dentist. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's people doing them as young as, you know, two, three, four, Mm -hmm. you know, it really just depends. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, and sometimes, you know, 
what you can do is get them started with the exercises, obviously. Like, you know, I'll have you evaluate the patient even way before, you know, we're putting in the appliance. functional eval, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, the functional eval is, like, super important. And, you know, we've worked a lot on, you know, training the tongue prior to putting the appliance Mm -hmm. in. Because you can put the appliance in and it will help get that tongue to the roof of the mouth, you know. But, you know, really focusing on lips together, teeth apart, you know, tongue at the roof. It's, you know, but... I've seen some amazing changes with, you know, people in terms of posture and, mm-hmm. you know, digit sucking, like finger sucking habits after putting the ALFs in. I mean, mm-hmm. it's very, very cool when you just give the body certain tools to excel what it can do. Well, isn't, it, isn't there something about like where the ALF actually puts pressure on the palate that exactly. it, it creates those endorphins so like the thumb sucking is no longer mm-hmm. necessary from like a biological yes. standpoint? Because I know that like kids suck their thumb because it feels good. It yeah. creates endorphins and they want to fulfill that need. Yeah. It's not because they want a dirty finger in their mouth right. or they want the parent to yell at them all day. Right. They're doing it because <laughs> there's there's a reason they're doing yes. it. Um, so I, yes. No, you're right. Yeah, okay. I mean, because there's something there versus something not being mm-hmm. in there. You know, and I remember when we did that um, tethered oral tissues class together and, you know, about just even if you put your finger at the roof of someone's mouth that isn't used to having their tongue or something there and it tickles, Yeah, you know, yeah. and I'll find that like I'll do it to people and they're like, ah, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm tickling you. you know? <laughs> they're like, why are you doing Yes, they're mouth? like, what are you doing? But it just goes to show that, yeah. you know, there are a lot of people that, I mean, it's, you know, it's a little sad. They just were never told, you know, to like, you know. But even as a speech therapist, nobody told me that we were supposed to train the tongue to be up in the mouth. It was, I was told if they can make a clear S, it's okay if they produce it up or down. Right. That's what I was trained on. And now I'm going, no, 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 no. I don't want S produced down. You have to do it in the middle of your mouth. Mm -hmm. If you're up, fine. But middle of mouth is the lowest you're allowed to go. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, even just like, you know, you've seen with your loved ones, like, Mm-hmm. I've, you know, I've seen with my husband, like when I first met him like a million years ago, I said, I noticed he was like a chronic mouth breather. And mm. eventually once I got comfortable <laughs> with him, I was like, uh, excuse me, do you know that you are breathing through your mouth? And he's like, what are you talking about? I never knew that I was not supposed to breathe through my mouth. Right. And I was like, people just, don't yeah, know. I was like, you're supposed to breathe through your nose. You know, I mean, when you breathe through your nose, the air gets filtered, it gets cleaned. It doesn't just hit the back of the throat that you see with mouth breathers and these enlarged tonsils unfortunately um you know but he was one of those cases where you know i saw him you know it was this very long face Mm -hmm. the bags under the eyes the high also known as vaulted palate Mm -hmm. um you know he also had teeth extracted for braces which you know like if you take anything away from this podcast it's like Please do not let, you know, your kid or your, you know, teenager get teeth taken out for braces. Like, try to avoid that at all costs because what ends up happening is when you take out those teeth, that area is not stimulated anymore because teeth in the jawbone helps to stimulate that area. I mean, even now research is coming out about if wisdom teeth aren't infected or decayed, if you can, and there's enough room, you can leave them to help stimulate the bone, you know, and look, we all want, you know, full faces for as long as we can, right, right. you know, and just to be able to have as much bone there because in comparison, the jaw bones, you know, they're not, you know, super big. They're not as, you know, big as other bones in the body. So we want to keep, those areas happy mm-hmm. and you Absolutely. know so in terms of you know just like to recap on like my husband's case he actually did the DNA appliance um, and it was just it was just amazing he said to me 
you know, I can't tell you the last time I was tired at work. And I was like, that is exactly what I want. You know, it's, you know, because you, you have some people that do these appliances, you know, for airway. Obviously, you have some people do it because they're clenching and grinding. It can definitely help with a lot of different things with sleep apnea, obviously. Um, but, you know, making sure that you, if you are, you know, deal, if you think you're dealing with sleep apnea, obviously doing a sleep study, whether it's at home or an office, you know, that's another part of this picture as well. Right, so, airway, right? Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's. I feel like when I do my functional evals, I'm always looking for, okay, if there is a tongue tie, mm-hmm. okay, that we don't, we know we might need to deal with that. But first, airway. Like, we can't expect you to do all the things we're asking you to do if you can't breathe because mm-hmm. breathing is life. Breathing is basically everything. I always say, yeah. and I say to my patients, and I know it's a little morbid, but I go, if you can't breathe, you're dead. Yes. Because I want them to understand how truly and yeah. important airway is. Because yeah. I think that just so often gets put to the back of the, the back burner. Like, yeah. oh, you know, the NT said we should take out the tonsils because of the snoring. And I know it's a major surgery. Nobody wants to do it. And look, I'm the last one who wants to put myself or my child through it. Mm-hmm. I get it. But if you can't breathe yes. and nothing else is working to reduce the size of yeah. those tonsils and it's chronic, it might be time to address it yeah. because I can't expect you to close your lips until I know you can breathe through your nose. Yeah. And I can't expect you to close your lips if your tongue is down and again, trying to just stabilize your grinding and your clenching, you know, because you're trying to stabilize your airway, mm-hmm. um, which is what I see so commonly in so many of my patients mm-hmm. during functional evals. So yeah, I mean, airway is... It's crucial. <laughs> I remember you looked at Lily's mouth and you were like, so is she, was she sick recently? And I was like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, those are her chronically large tonsils. Yeah. But interestingly enough, she breathes through her nose. Mm-hmm. She sleeps with her mouth closed. She doesn't snore. She's got great speech. Mm-hmm. Does she have, you know, some reattachment of her tongue tie? Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. But it's still, but but she's got good mobility and sure. she seems to have good range of motion. She's still kind of that selective eater. She is. So yeah. I'm not totally convinced we don't need to like redo her tongue or whatever. Sure. I want to see what happens when we expand and her tongue can actually go to the roof of yes. her mouth. If then we need to do another release, then obviously like we'll address it then. And maybe if she breathes better and the tongue is where it's supposed to be, maybe the tonsils will change. Sure. I don't know. But and we know, have seen that. Yeah, yeah, right, and that's and I know that's like one of those things where we're like, okay, we don't have research to necessarily support this, but people say that they've seen that, Mm -hmm. and um, so I'm like, I'm hopeful (laughs) as a mom and a therapist that that might happen with my own child, because I just I keep going airway, 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 airway is everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, anything else that you would add about airway? You know, I think it's becoming more quote-unquote mainstream I, you mm-hmm. know I mean you I know, think all of this is yeah like we say like myofunctional therapy yeah. has been around forever but right. people are just now hearing about it sure because more people are getting involved in it because they're realizing how important it is yes to- I agree <laughs> because you're hearing you know you're starting to see it more in like say the Washington Post or mm-hmm. unfortunately like news articles about you know like a like a bus accident or a train mm. accident and people falling asleep at the, you know, uh, yeah. like, yeah. you know, you're starting Scary to hear stuff. about that stuff yeah. and it's not just like, Oh, that person was under the influence or mm-hmm. that, per- you know, a lot of it is, you know, these people that are dealing with compromised airways, they, they can't function. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, if you think about, you know, people, for example, I remember in one of the books that we read for our study club, um, early on, you know, people, Talk, you know, being able to fall asleep sitting up on the couch, mm-hmm. for example. That's my, that's my family. That's yeah. like my dad's side. Exactly. Of <laughs> and then you like go to lay down in the bed and the body, which is very smart, is like, oh, no, no, no. If I go and lay down, I'm not going to be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, they're now linking that with insomnia and things mm-hmm. like that, you know, and it's just 
people need oxygen. Your tissues need oxygen. If you're not getting oxygen, I mean, talk about aging, you know? Right. (laughs) Yeah, airway, aging. I mean, we're all trying to prevent aging here. Right, right. Everybody wants to stay young. Exactly. So, (laughs) deal with that airway. You want to stay young. It'll be like the next big, you know, hidden secret. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And then everyone's going to go to the ET. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, see these wrinkles? Gone with my DNA appliance. But actually, in all seriousness, in New York, they do advertise the DNA appliance as like an inside out facelift because you do get, yeah, you do get bone growth you do get collagen you know you get like fuller lips because you're getting they're saying this about like myofunctional therapy too yes. some people who don't actually necessarily need expansion but mm-hmm. who like do still maybe they have a tongue tie and sure. they have a high palate or i don't know you know but it's yeah. not they don't need to be fully expect i don't really know the specifics but they're right. talking up they, they are like promoting myofunctional therapy as like a facelift too because yeah. they're saying like you can get what looks like a fuller jaw when you mm-hmm. when your tongue is sitting in the right place in your mouth and your teeth are coming mm-hmm. into alignment the way they should and i don't know it's it's all very interesting yeah it's very cool <laughs> i mean i feel very like you said earlier like appreciative to be in this world and really helping people i mean you make a really big difference i mean mm-hmm. you know yes adults obviously but the next generation these children that you know unfortunately have you know these compromised airways they're if you just look at their side profile the chin is all the way back their open mouth the lips are not together you know the back the saggy bags under the eyes just their posture is also usually yeah and you know you get them in therapy with this team approach and their life changes. I mean, Mm -hmm. you literally change these kids' lives. I mean, I've seen it just where, you know, these kids are on, okay, you know, oh, with adults, we, you know, can compensate, but these kids, it's like, oh, you know, they're hyperactive. Uh They're not behaving. So let's medicate them. Yes. Let's (laughs) medicate them. Let's put them on an upper, you know, let's, let's give them Adderall and Ritalin and all these things. And, you know, what ends up happening, it's like, on top of them not getting oxygen, now they're, like, super active, super hyper, you know, then they, like, it can interfere with sleep even more, mm-hmm. you know, these drugs, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And not to say that, like, you know, you know, prescription drugs don't have a place, but, like, you know, if you can address what's really causing, and, mm-hmm. and not, like, all ADHD is, you know, Right, right, you know, but I think airway, that they are finding it, that there's a lot of yes. child, people, and adults and children with ADHD yeah. that actually have airway issues. Yes, exactly. Um, and I know that, I, we talked about that recently in another one of the, in the podcasts yeah. um, earlier on, and I think we shared an article in those, in those show notes, but... I mean, it's out there. The research supports that. Yes. It supports that this is a real issue and it's not just, you know, us make believe yes. saying that it might actually exist. Like, it really does exist. Yeah. <laughs> no, and the fact that you can really help these kids, I mean, think about when you're helping a kid while they're still growing mm-hmm. and, you know, and just, you know, this rapid change is going on that you can actually open up their sinuses and mm-hmm. open up the back of the throat and mm-hmm. get them the, the oxygen that they deserve and need. I mean, you're it's, setting them up for life. Yes. It's like yeah. a huge, yeah. it's, it's just amazing. I, I really do like get goosebumps from that because it's, it right. yeah, because it's like, you know, these, you know, the kids, you know, that are dealing with this, they're like, you know, they're helpless and, and, and they don't know any better. Right. And they also, and it impacts them socially yeah. it impacts them. Just in, in various areas of their life, and yeah. it might create anxiety when you have airway issues. And here they are being, you know, put into therapies for that. Mm-hmm. But no one's t- figuring out like what's 
really truly the root cause and is it something more medical is it something like airway versus mm-hmm. just like you know not to say that psychological sure, approaches are course. not needed yeah. I'm not saying that because 100% there are situations yes. where they absolutely are um, and maybe even for some of these kids but you know what else is going on sure. like we have to ask we have to not stop right. and just take one answer you know we need yeah. to dig a bit deeper yeah. um, not just what we're kind of doing with this team approach yes, so I agree so yeah this is awesome I yes, love this thank you I love yeah. this um, is yeah. there anything else that you want to add or that we didn't cover today I think it's great you know Hallie what you're doing getting everyone together to you know you know treat people um, you know for who they are and what they need and taking this team approach and you know you You know it's just it's it's really just like this beautiful thing and I'm just so happy to be a part of it and I'm so appreciative of that so thank you (laughs) thank you thank you so so much for being on the podcast and um, we like we said anything we discuss as far as any of the research goes we'll find some of those relevant articles and pop them into the show notes Um, thank you for joining us today have an awesome day and we'll we'll chat soon thank you Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you want to hear more of these Mayo Tots airway and feeding related episodes, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or pledge a small amount on patreon.com forward slash the untethered podcast. If you found value, others you know in this space will too. So be sure to share this episode on your social media platforms and join us over on Facebook, on my Facebook page at Hallie Balkan Biz, on Instagram at, at Hallie Balkan. And you can head over to untetheredpodcast.com to grab a copy of the show notes where you can also subscribe to be kept up to date on the latest podcast episodes. Big shout out to Dana McKay, podcaster extraordinaire, for editing and helping me keep this podcast alive.